0: Hello and welcome once again to the Aruka Network podcast. I'm Jake Lloyd and this month we're in Sierra Leone where we're exploring the growing links between development and entrepreneurship. If you give a woman a fish, you feed her for a day. But if you teach
1: a woman how to fish, you feed her for a lifetime. Actually, in my space, we look a little bit beyond teaching the woman how to fish because we ask critical questions like now she knows how to fish what if a hook is broken where can she buy a new hook I mean what if the net that she's using is not suitable for the flock of fish where can she get the appropriate um, net what if um, the boat is broken who can fix that um, boat what if the stock of fish is depleted whose job it is to replenish and regulate fishing activities
0: that's the voice of Hamid Gabawaru Mara He's from the capital of Sierra Leone, Freetown. Hamid is an entrepreneur and a business consultant, or as he describes himself on Twitter, a deviant, a norm-shifter and an impactpreneur. But Hamid was also recently named one of the most influential young entrepreneurs in Sierra Leone. And in this month's podcast, he's been telling me how, in his country, the traditional model of international development is starting to be replaced by a new model of local enterprise. So I went to visit Mohammed earlier this month at his home in Freetown to learn more about him, about the movement he is a part of, and how this movement is shaping the future of Sierra Leone and also the future of international development more widely. But first things first, he began by telling me why he was named one of the most influential young entrepreneurs.
1: Over the years I've been involved in several um, business projects um, across the country where the focus has been one to shift um, norms from an aid dependence um, culture to um a business-like and, uh, and, and sufficiency or sustainability um, perspective. So being a post-war country, but also given the recent disasters, um, the Ebola and many other things, um, a lot of people here are quite used to um, aid and support from um, foreign um, programs. And so even though other programs, credit to other programs, um, other people have been looking at a shift from just aid to um, support. It has mostly been direct support, and most times once those projects phase out, you ask the question of um, how can people um, continue. And so my focus and most of the project I've been involved in has been um, looking beyond direct support itself. So say for example, if you have a group of farmers who grow um, rice, and it will be you just come and give them food to eat, but direct support has been um, you provide them seeds to farm. So the question I and a group of other entrepreneurs have been asking is, um, so what if this program ends? Who's going to give them seeds? beyond that um, period and in fact these these have generated real problems in the sense for example you have many farmers who receive different seed varieties like Nereka also but beyond this project they've been recycling the same um, crop of seeds beyond their natural generations and now their yield has been plummeting drastically. And so um, we focus more on bringing solutions to communities. So what if there's a guy who is um, scaling business who can step into the space of supplying um, seeds to farmers on a regular basis? And then you ask the questions of um, affordability, accessibility, and even access for that um, supplier to where he can access um, the foundation seeds. And so building this kind of structures and what we refer to as support function is what my focus has been on um, mainly. And So because of my work in different sectors, so mainly um, agribusiness, but food processing as well, and the advocacy um, to support that kind of work and collaboration, I feel was what what led to me winning this um, award. But that's not the only
0: award Hamid has won in recent years
1: actually before that award there was um, another award so previously the year before in 2015 I won an award for um, advocacy of the um, advocate of the year and that's because um, in the Ebola period I was involved in building community um, solutions so when Ebola struck one of the biggest challenges was um, how to transparently um, manage support with integrity so a-, a lot of people were concerned about sending support back home because they were not sure of the people who will manage um, their transparently I mean corruption is really really quite prominent in the country and um, so it's a very very um, um, reasonable um, concern and what I did was for the first time I started um, a community based um, group that created an open platform where you can bring anyone to book but also you can communicate any activity transparently and we decided to build on technology so we um, launched first two WhatsApp groups, and it go to about seven WhatsApp groups. So where anyone who wants to donate, I mean, will be added to the group, and they'll publicly donate whatever they're going to donate, and then we can give daily reports on how much is coming in. And together as a group, in that open forum, we decide on what kind of support we can provide to um, Ebola victims or support workers um, in the Ebola front line. And once we reach that agreement, people can volunteer randomly to do a window shopping. So they can go to different shops and then look at where we can get the best deal and best prices, communicate in the group, and then we set also an independent group to um, lead procurement. Once things are procured, we I mean, screenshot all the receipts and post in the group so everyone can see. And then also we open the forum for anyone to volunteer to do the actual um, distribution. And mainly that has been um, people on the ground, so like local youth groups and
0: everything. And this evolved from a humanitarian response into an entrepreneurial venture. And so this really, really worked out so well that um, towards
1: the end of the Ebola outbreak, we decided to transform this to an organisation. So we incorporated um, as an organisation and then chose um, our focus to be the main um, challenges in these communities where we operated, mostly um, up north. And so that was mainly um, education, child pregnancy, and Basically skills development so skills development to um, meet the needs of The market so I mean there has been a lot of skills development But most times it's not being targeted to real market opportunities So we look at for example if you have a small business in this community what would be your biggest needs Maybe you want someone who can just simply keep your books not something sophisticated Maybe you want someone who can just run your shop Well someone who can just manage your supply chain management and so we're not looking at those um specific skills that are directly linked to real market um, opportunities and um, constraints. So um, it was after that award that I realized that, I mean, I could do a lot more good if I step into this space. And then so beyond that um, particular foundation, I decided to go private at some point. So in the past two years, I would say I've been gradually fading out from um a development um, employee to an entrepreneur and someone who will run his own organization and i feel now is that point um, so my current project just ended even though i have a few offers i'm not intended on taking um, anyone because um, i i want to start
0: now so with both these awards firstly as an advocate and subsequently as an entrepreneur you can begin to see this shift that has taken place in his career and Hamid was quick to point out that he's not alone in going through this transition. He explained to me that he's part of a much wider movement.
1: I'll be very dishonest not if I don't mention that um, there are a handful of people like me. And actually the award was for the 50 most influential young people. So there are 49 more, and maybe even a lot more beyond those 49. I I think it's an exciting time in Sierra Leone. I feel um, it's the best time to do business, and a lot of young people are realizing that. And so you have people, maybe, who might be even better, um, that are doing similar things in different spaces, in different markets, and so everyone realized that... um, it will take us to save us and so we're past that period where we have to look out for um, solutions rather we have to look within and this is not to say we're not open to um, collaboration but we feel like um, now is that moment to um, adapt That um, global knowledge or learning or support to um, local and contextual um, solutions. And so a lot of young people are now um, looking out to bring in solutions and then adapt them to the realities of um, the context we um, live in. So I'll say yes um, we're seeing a huge shift in norms, behaviors and incentives and a lot of people are now stepping into um, the space of entrepreneurship. So a lot of things that will be delivered um, in the past few years to um, an aid mechanism and now being delivered through um, purely um, enterprise, but social enterprise. So, so that's also the beauty. So a lot of people now that are stepping into this space uh, are finding a way to combine um, doing good, helping the community, but doing so sustainably by making money to um, reinforce their business or um, enterprises um, over time. And so, yeah, I, I, I feel it's a wave. It's a wave, and over the past um, two years, just within the projects I worked in, I, I, mean, I worked with, I've seen hundreds of small entrepreneurs emerging. I've seen small businesses going from height to height. But even beyond that space, you see a lot of interesting and cool things um, stepping out. I mean, I've mean, i seen a lot of people also even giving um, attempts to innovation, to tech, to um, different things that you would not imagine will be coming out of um, the space. Even though it's a very small market and... Quite limited in terms of opportunities and resources, so capacity building opportunities, learning opportunities, but also um, um, access to finance uh, um, opportunities. But yet still a lot of people are spotting and harnessing um, these numerous opportunities amid all that um, struggle and um, difficulty.
0: So yes, it's, it's a wave, I would say. So in order to sustain this wave, as he calls it, I then asked him what kind of support he would like to see from development agencies and from people outside of the country. Maybe even
1: though most of this motivation um, must have been generated um, internally, but um, I, I believe uh, um, it's been influenced a lot by um, outside force. So not just by um, like foreigners, but mostly um, Sialonians who've been in the diaspora. So you, you, you see um, a common trend right now, which is a lot of young people from the diaspora are coming back. I mean, before, diaspora would just stay um, overseas, and even if you get a scholarship to go and study, the aim will mostly be to stay there and find a good job. But now that has changed, and I feel I represent that because I went away and studied, so um, first in Italy, and then I went to um, Central European University in Budapest, and then to Westminster um, Business School in London. I, I, all of that... Um, opened my eyes and then um, i would say expanded my thinking capacity but also um, my potential to see opportunities and 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 feel confident that i can make it happen so yes i i i feel there's still a lot more to be done in that regard because if you want to give a percentage to um, young people who have that kind of um, exposure and education, it will be very, very um, minimal. So there's still a lot of young people out there who need um, that kind of um, support and exposure and capacity building. So yes, I'll agree that um, capacity building in particular is really, really quite crucial, but um, I would say it's that kind of capacity that comes with um, exposure and confidence. So maybe some kind of exchange um, capacity, but also learning by doing and then, um, so. Because when you learn by doing, you learn from example, you build your confidence. It's not just um, capacity in theory, but you feel confident that you can make it um, happen. And so um, there is a role definitely for um, people from outside um, to play, as well as um, people from within. So like people like myself have an obligation to um, mentor, inspire, and help other young Salonians come up to speed but I, I also think um this is a period for us to be very open-minded and look outside for um partnerships and and yeah so i, I know a lot of young people um who are not Leoneans, people um, outside in the world who are quite keen to come into africa and sierra leone and do business and not just business for the sake of making profits but because they want to help because they believe in it i feel now is that time to um build on those um, collaborations. It's that time to ramp up those um, relationships and um, collaborations. So, yes, I, I think there's a lot um, we can benefit from from collaboration but also support from um, outside. But I, I, I think there has to be a strategic shift now in how that support is um, conducted. So, instead of viewing Africa like, oh yeah, they're miserable, they need help, and we just come and give them. Rather, I would say it's now like their opportunities, they're ready to um, grab those opportunities. We have to collaborate and cooperate with them and harness those opportunities um, together.
0: Thinking about this strategic shift, I ended by asking him what's the future for him, for his movement and for Sierra Leone as a
1: whole. I would say we're in a very um, critical um, position because you also have to um, factor in the enabling environment. For all of these to um, continue growing and developing, you need an environment to thrive, like an enabling environment. So uh, I would say government and other partners have been doing great in terms of um, improving our business index, but also making Sierra Leone a very good destination to do um, business. But that has to be consolidated with um, good governance and um, um, stability so um i I hope we're going to have a really peaceful um election and um transition to the next period because that that's a bit of a risk but um i don't see any huge risk at this point and i hope there won't be um any but once we're able to peacefully transition into the next period and next um, phase of governance and we continue to do the great things we've been doing in terms of building and enabling environment for business I think it's going to be a great period um, for Sierra Leone and uh, personally I, I want to spend the next 10 years in um, being a business leader, Yeah, focusing on being a business leader I, I want to influence change, I, I-, I want to um, be an impact investor not just in words but in action I, I want to look back in 10 years and see that Um, I've been able to influence a lot of young people, young businesses and enterprises that have grown from height to height Beyond that, maybe I might go into um, public administration But I I want to do so from a position of strength from a position of confidence from a position where um, I'll be confident that I've I've found myself. I've found my way. I mean, I've made real change and I've found the solution to Like building on that change right now. um, Yeah, I have a lot of things in my head things that I feel will um, translate into good results but it's, it's dangerous to be arrogant and, and also I'll I need a lot of experiences and evidence to be confident that that's the way to go and maybe 10 years from now I will have learned a lot, failed a few times and maybe succeed a lot more um, times and then I'll know how I can um, yeah, penetrate the mainstream of um, public administration but yes yeah, that's, that's the goal for me in the next 10 years to serve, yeah, serve my country and bring about um, lasting change because i i feel in the next 10 years we'll have some real and positive change but then beyond that the goal will be um sustaining that change so i i think in the next 10 years i'd like to come with an agenda for sustainability yeah. so we'll prosper in the next 10 years i believe but beyond that we'll have to sustain that prosperity
0: the rain started at this point so we ran for cover and called the interview a day If you're anything like me, there's lots to think about and reflect on in this interview. And I've no doubt that Uruka Network will be following Hamid's career closely over the years. And it probably won't be the last time you'll hear of him on this podcast. So that's it for this episode. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. As ever, if you're listening on iTunes or SoundCloud, then please do post a review and share it with others. And of course, you can always get in touch with me, jake at arukanetwork.org if you have any feedback on this episode or ideas for future episodes. Until next time then, bye-bye.